Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Hello and welcome to My RV Ninja Podcast. That's right, I am your RV Ninja here at My RV Ninja. I just wanted to talk to you briefly today about an issue that many of you might be dealing with right now. I know that some of you have been recently forced out of your home or have sold your home or the situation could have been at no fault of your own because of COVID or it could have been nothing related to that, but I've heard and talked with several people here recently that um, either by choice of their own or someone else's, they moved into a RV and they have decided um, that they love it, but uh, because of the size of their family, they have, well, outgrown it. Now, I can tell you as a father of three, I remember when my wife and I, we bought our home that we live in now and what a relief it was because we outgrew our home before um, and, and that, that's a real issue. Now, when you, when you have an RV, it becomes even more of an issue. So today I want to talk to you very quickly about some of your options that you will have or that you should have, or at least, uh, consider when you get into a point of where you're deciding, do I buy another RV, uh, a bigger RV and, uh, what's the best course of action? So here we go. One thing that I would, uh, that I've heard said before uh, when buying a car, and, and I think it's especially true when buying an RV, is that the most inexpensive RV to own is the one that you already own, or, or working towards owning, I should say. Uh, and, and the reason is simple. Every time you go in to buy something else, there's additional fees. I, I'm reminded of, of uh, some people who, at the drop of a hat, go and refinance Anytime uh, rates fall below a certain point, now that's often a lot of uh, a lot of times that's a good idea. But what you fail to see sometimes, or some people fail to see, is the amount of closing costs that accumulate after so much time uh, and doing this so many times, you can rack up thousands of dollars. And if you have a pretty good rate that's not an arm, um, you know you can pay double or triple payments if you want. Um, uh, on a 30-year, uh, you know, note, and you could pay off your, your mortgage a lot quicker doing it that way and not having the extra thousands and thousands of dollars that's going to be assumed into your loan. Um, now, that's not always the case, but that's, this is what this reminds me of. We're not here to talk about uh, home loans, but we're talking about RV loans specifically. Now, if you've bought your RV and it is paid for, good for you. Uh, you know, if you want to turn around and sell it, you're going to have some depreciation to battle, but it's not as big of an issue uh, in the sense that if you do sell it, you don't have to necessarily bring money to the table like some people do when they are upside down, significantly upside down in their loan. Here's uh, here's one thing to think about. Um, just like that illustration I provided with the housing refinance, 
you can refinance your, you could look into, I should say, refinancing your current rate um, for your RV. And uh, depending upon who your lender is, sometimes they have programs that you could go directly through them and the closing cost isn't, uh, uh, you know, that, that's substantial. And that, that's an option for you. I always say that if, if, if money is tight and uh, you've outgrown it and, and you're, you're just looking at options, well, one option could be to pay off or pay down the current RV that you live in a little bit quicker. And that's one way to do it. Um, just see if there's a, a refinance option as long as the closing cost, et cetera, and all the additional fees don't kill you in the process. Um, another option would be, of course, to go the dealer route, which this is what a lot of people do. Um, they'll go in after having their uh, RV for a while, realize that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they bought the maybe they bought this RV and, uh, without as much research in it, or maybe they were desperate. Who knows? Maybe... They just didn't know, and they find themselves being significantly upside down. And what the dealer will often do is come in and obviously take the unit on trade. We'll give you wholesale pricing for that, uh, and then you know they'll look to put some money into the trade right away, uh, and then turn around and sell it for retail pricing. Uh, but the advantage would be for you that you can obviously get into something a little bit bigger, and hopefully. Um, have your mortgage not be, I say mortgage, it is, it's really a mortgage payment when it comes down to it, it's the second home, but we'll have your monthly payment um, not be that uh, that too adversely affected. Although I would say to you that in my experience is that this is uh, usually not the case. It usually ends up being a lot more uh, or you end up financing it over a longer term and you pay a lot more in interest if you just stay to the current schedule of your monthly payments. Um, you know, another option could be that you would privately sell it. Uh, and I say that private sale where you don't go to a dealer um, and you, you sell this on RV Trader, for example, or some of the other websites out there. And then what happens is you're able to um, get more closely a retail pricing for that unit. This is particularly right now in the end of the summer or summertime towards the end of the summertime in 2020 i gotta tell you you are in a good position to sell your motorhome or your trailer um, however uh, it's it still can be a little tricky and this is not something you have to do by any means if you're buying an rv i always recommend that you always do this get an inspection rvia inspection um, but if you're selling it you could also be proactive if you need to do this pretty quickly and go ahead and pay for that inspection. And a lot of times if you have that inspection done as a seller, uh, and as long as it's current, um, a lot of times, assuming there's nothing wrong or majorly wrong with your RV, that can, that could certainly help you if, um, you've got some buyers, but buyers are nervous because you're look, you're living in the unit now. And that's another thing to think about. If you're living in the unit, then it does make it a little bit more difficult to sell, but certainly it gets, it, it happens all the time. Um, and, and that's just, you know, those are just three options for you. Uh, I often find that, um, you know, when I, when I bathe this decisions like this in prayer and take my time to really spell out you know, the, you know, the do's and the don'ts of this situation and, and literally make a pros and cons sheet where you draw a T down the middle of a piece of paper and you write all the good things about what you're looking to do and all the bad things on the other side that would negatively affect this financially or otherwise. 
um, and then you can make a more calculated and educated decision. Uh, but those are three things. And I would tell you that most often the best thing to do, if you can, is to you know continue to keep the RV. If you're so upside down, and even if you've outgrown it, make yourself a six-month goal or a one-year goal and pay down uh, that, um, that loan as far as you can uh, so that you cut into some of that depreciation and or you just decide to hold on to your unit uh, a little bit longer than you possibly feel like you can in order to um, help you to save more money for the next down payment. So anyway, I hope that helps. I have been seeing that a lot lately because of what's happening with COVID and people are buying, uh, getting out of their homes or saying, hey, I'm going to go and do this full time. And then they find themselves a couple months later going, wow, this is great. I love it. Uh, but the RV park won't let me in any way build on a deck or anything like that to my site. And I'm kind of stuck with, you know, all these people living in my RV with me. And uh, what should I do? So those are some options for you. Uh, certainly there are, there are a few more out there that you can consider. But those are the top three that I'd ask you to consider. And uh, we'll hope that uh, you make the best decision that's best for you and your family. I will talk to you again soon on our next podcast. We'll be discussing a couple other issues that I'm seeing out there, especially with some new and first-time buyers. So please feel free to join and be a part of the next podcast when it comes your way. Take care, y'all. God bless. 